This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, baby stepping it into episode number one. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. This is Kristen Burgess from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. And I'm here starting off episode number one of my new podcast. So I'm going to begin with some announcements. And the biggest announcement is, hey, this is a new podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about it. I've been thinking about this for a while. I've really been enjoying teaching in preparation for my new coaching program, which I'll tell you more about in a minute. But it's really gotten me thinking because I love listening to podcasts and I love teaching. And I thought, hey, maybe I can do this too. So I decided to put together this podcast, and I wanted to make it a mix for you. So there's pregnancy topics, like healthy pregnancy, feeling great emotionally during pregnancy, and preparing for your new baby. There are childbirth topics, like preparing for birth, the latest news in the childbirth world, informed choices, and all that kind of stuff as you get ready to give birth to your baby. Of course, there's going to be baby topics bonding in the early days, everything you need to know about baby gear, baby sleep, life with the baby, feeding your baby, health, diapering, and I'll probably even cover a little bit about having your baby go diaper free. But I didn't want to just talk about pregnancy, birth, and baby because being a mother and your life is a big part of how you take care of your kids. So I wanted to cover topics in mothering, life beyond just being a mom, juggling your schedule, and more practical things like food, health, house, and more. And of course, I want to cover the latest news and everything that I spoke about because it's important to know what's going on, what the best things are, and what the experts say. One of the reasons I decided to do a podcast is because podcasts fit moms. That's right. You can listen to a podcast while you're driving. You can listen to a podcast while you're working around the house. You could even listen to a podcast in the middle of the night while you're walking the halls with a sleepless baby. A podcast is easy to fit into your life, which is why I picked this to be one of the ways to get good information to you. Now, who am I? As I said before, I'm Kristen. I loved babies when I was a baby myself. That's right. I've always loved babies. I played with baby dolls all the time when I was little, and as soon as I could start babysitting, I did. Now, when I was a teenager and I was able to start reading baby magazines and books that I found at the bookstore, that's when I really got interested in birth. And that's when I figured out that there's something beyond what I knew, which was I had been born by a cesarean section and babies ate from bottles. That was what I knew about birth and baby feeding. Well, like I said, when I was a teenager, I started reading, and my world expanded quite a bit, from learning about the physiology of birth to learning about breastfeeding and other ways of caring for infants. In fact, Mothering Magazine, which unfortunately is no longer published, was my first introduction into the world of natural birth and home birth. And once I read that that was a possibility, I was hooked and very interested in it all through high school and college. After I had my first baby, I wanted to think of a way to share with other women 
and it was when my third baby was really little that I started Natural Birth and Baby Care to start my passion, to be able or to share my passion with other moms and with other women who were considering choices for their births and their babies. And like I said, I've been interested in podcasting for a while, but it's really been in the last few weeks as I've been teaching that I've gotten comfortable talking and figured that I could do this for you. Alright, so what about the show format of this podcast? Well, we'll have announcements like this where I tell you anything that I need to tell you. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the top birth and baby headlines and I might give a little bit of commentary about it. Then we're going to have a birth or a baby topic or we might have both where I'm going to give you a tip or a hint on something having to do with pregnancy, birth, baby, or mothering or maybe just something to help you out. Some weeks, I hope to have guests on here, and then we might just focus on the guests during the show so that you can get the information you need from the experts you want to hear from. Okay, so what other announcements do I have? Well, I'm gearing up because today is actually the first official day of my new coaching program, Mama Baby Birthing, and tomorrow will be my first group coaching call. Mama Baby Birthing is designed to be an eight-week class where you get to get intensely into what it takes to have a healthy pregnancy and a great birth. So you go into birth happy, confident, and you have a safe, fantastic experience for you and your baby. I also cover the early days with your new baby, bonding and family issues and that sort of thing, as well as what to realistically expect postpartum. The bulk of the class is geared towards pregnancy and preparing for a healthy birth. For now, if you want more information, you can go to www.mamababybirthing.com. That's mama, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. I'm also still offering my free weekly teleclass series, at least for the time being. If you would like more information on those, I always send out an announcement about the free classes to my newsletter, which you can sign up for by going to justaskkristen.com. That's just ask Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot com. Okay, it's time for the top birth and baby headlines. I wanted to tackle only a couple this week, since this is the first week, and I don't want to get too overwhelmed for myself or for you. But one of the coolest things that I thought came out in the news recently was a photo essay by Time Life on a certified nurse midwife Way back in the 50s is when this photo essay was published. It was W. Eugene Smith's photo essay. He's doing a photo essay of the nurse midwife Maud Callan. I thought that this was a really cool project and thought-provoking for many different reasons. So you will probably want to check it out. It's Time Life's essay by Eugene Smith, and it's called Nurse Midwife. Now, Like I said, this was done in the 1950s, and I find the picture striking for many reasons, and the information in it striking for many reasons. First, it was at a time when a lot of women were in deep poverty, and this photo essay was done in the Deep South, where, in fact, most of the women that Maud cared for were in deep poverty. And so a lot of them didn't even go to a hospital to give birth. They gave birth at home with granny midwives. In the photo essay, granny midwives are spoken of kind of in a derogatory fashion, which I don't think is fair because granny midwives really did a lot of good. 
But at this time, nurse midwives were new, and they were part of the medical industry, and they did have skills that some of the granny midwives didn't have. And as you'll see if you check out the photo essay, Maud trained a lot of young nurse midwives to help them have the skills that she had. But she came in and introduced things like sterile technique and other things that helped the mothers to have safer births and help the babies have a safer start in life. It's really great to see the sheer reality of the photos that Mr. Smith took of Maud and of her patients that she was caring for. You also get to see some sadness because there are some photos where there were children who doctors weren't able to save. You see that Maud wasn't just a midwife. She got to help other people, elderly, sick people, hurt people, someone who was in an auto accident. So it's pretty amazing just the scope of what she was able to do because of her training. And that's pretty miraculous. One thing that I think is pretty sad from looking at the photo essay is the captions and the struggles that the young mothers themselves were having. The captions are very much focused on the agony and the pain that the mothers were going through, and it's obvious by looking at some of the pictures that they were just hoping to escape from birth. I'm glad now that we realize that you can be aware and more active in birth, and I'm really glad for things like the pink kit method, hypnobabies, and other childbirth methods that have come along to help us be aware, active participants, and also to give us the skills to work with our birth and our baby so that we don't have to be trapped in that kind of pain continuum where all we're doing is dreading labor and birth. I think it's unfortunate that so many moms are still exposed to that today, that they still go into the hospital expecting it to be horrible, waiting for it to be horrible, waiting for the doctor and the anesthesiologist to deliver them from that pain. And it's only afterwards, when they have the baby in their arms, that the focus becomes on the baby and the joy of having the baby. I'm happy that I can be one of those women who's out there helping other moms realize that birth can be about the happiness of bringing the baby into the world and working with your baby the entire time through. I think that's pretty cool. It's nice to know that, hey, I can work with my baby. I can learn before I even get to my baby's birthday how to work with my body and work with my baby to help him or her come down and help myself have a great birth. I think that's one of the ways that we're ahead nowadays. And I think it's important that we as women stop the silence that was so common in the past. It was common in Nurse Maud's day, and it's even common somewhat today. Silence, or the only thing talked about, is the pain, the pain, the pain. And it's important to realize that it doesn't have to be about that. So I think that Mr. Smith's photo essay is wonderful and poignant, and you should take a look at it. Again, Eugene Smith's Nurse Midwife essay, and Time Life has just republished it in full on their website. Take a look at it, because the pictures are so poignant, and they show so much reality, they show progress, and at the same time, they show a tradition of silence that we need to remember that even now we're trying to take away, a barrier that we're trying to break down, and expectations of childbirth that we're trying to overcome. So that's a pretty big news headline for right now. And then the next thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, an interview on Celebrity Baby Blog. Now I know, 
If you have checked out Celebrity Baby Blog, a lot of it is just about the latest fashion trends that three-year-olds and four-year-olds are wearing and, you know, how they're really rocking those $400 pair of jeans. And it's kind of ridiculous. But occasionally, Celebrity Baby Blog does post something that's pretty cool. And I thought that it was pretty neat to see a recent article where a pair of twin babies was introduced. I'm not sure exactly how you say the actress's name, but actress Daya Vadya introduces her identical twin sons, and she did an introduction exclusively to people, and she also gave an interview, and I thought that her interview was really cool, because so often nowadays when we hear about twins or even singleton babies, we hear about how dangerous things were and how much the doctor came in and saved the day. And I know that's true sometimes. We're thankful for doctors. We're thankful for medicine, for skilled certified midwives, for skilled nurse midwives. They do a lot. But it's also good to see such a public celebration of a mom who decided that she wanted to do things naturally. She decided they would have a natural birth. She mentions in the article that women's birthing and breastfeeding choices can be really polarizing. And that's really true but I'm glad that she decided to speak out about her delivery. She says, I was never gloating about my delivery, but I was very proud because it was extremely challenging and the odds were against me. My pregnancy was considered high risk, so most people don't even attempt a vaginal delivery. But the thing with her is that she has allergies to some pain medications, and one of the main medications in an epidural is one of her allergies. So she decided that she really wanted to try and avoid medication and, and surgery. She also adds, and I think this is important, that she didn't want to numb her senses. She wanted to experience every minute. That's what was right for her. She tells you, hey, she knows that's not right for everyone, but that was right for her. And I think it's awesome that she shares this great experience that she had giving birth to her sons naturally. She mentions that Ina May's Guide to Childbirth was a great book for her, and I'll also recommend that you pick that up if you're preparing to give birth to your baby. So it's pretty cool when we see something like a mom, an actress, really in the public eye, giving birth naturally to twins, no less. And I thank Daya for sharing her story. I also hope that it gives hope to other moms, because remember, just because she's an actress, she's not some superhero. She's a regular woman just like you, and if she can do it, you can do it too. It takes a lot of work, like she said, and the odds may be against you, especially with today's medical mindset, but her story is a great reminder that you can do it. On to our birth and baby tip. This week's tip pretty much fell into my lap. Okay, it fell into my inbox. I get the Midwifery Today email newsletter every week, and there was a fantastic quote in this week's email, and I thought that I would share the quote with you and then talk a little bit about it, because it's a great tip as you're preparing to give birth to your baby. The first thing I do for a woman with obstructed labor is to ask her to go for a short walk. If there is a stairway in the house, I ask her to walk to the top and down again. I explained to her that the changes in posture, particularly in the movement of the lumbar spine, frequently enable the baby to alter the position of its head. The head then enters the pelvis, causing descent and molding to start. Molding is a valuable clue in these cases. 
The head propped on the brim does not mold, but as soon as progress commences, the molding sagittal suture becomes easy to feel. This simple trick works so often that it is crazy not to try it. And that quote is from John Stevenson, M.D., Managing First Stage Problems, Wisdom of Midwives, Tricks of the Trade, which is Volume 2, and it's a Midwifery Today book. So let's review again. His tip was if you have obstructed labor, which means failure to progress, the baby won't come down, your labor is stalled, there's all kinds of different terms for it. That's what it means. Labor has stopped and baby doesn't seem to be doing anything. He says the first thing he does is asks the mom to go for a short walk. And especially if there's a staircase, he asks her to walk up and down the stairway. Why does he do this? He says because the changes in posture and especially the movement of the lower spine frequently makes room for the baby's head to come down into the pelvis and out. And I think this is an awesome tip. He does too, since he says it works so often it's crazy not to try it. Now this is hard to do in a lot of modern medical facilities because by the time you get to a point in labor where you realize, hey, baby doesn't seem to be moving, you usually have an IV stuck in and you may be strapped to a fetal monitor. But regardless of the situation, if your labor seems to be stuck, you should ask your nurse, help me find a way that I can try and move and change position to help my baby come down. You want to get up and move, just like Dr. Stevenson recommended. So get that IV hung on a pole with wheels on it and go for a walk down the hall. Or if you have just a haplock in, go up and down the stairs uh, to another floor in the hospital if possible. Just take a walk around the maternity ward if that's all you can do. If you're at home, take a walk around the house. Go up and down the stairs. Go outside and take a walk around. This is important because it literally does help your baby to move down. If you, One of my favorite things to tell new moms or moms who are expecting a new baby, this comes from the pink kit, is if you take your fingers, take your index finger and your thumb and squeeze them really tightly together and then try and move them against each other. They don't, it doesn't work, does it? They just don't really move. Well, if you let off the pressure... Even the slightest amount of release of pressure allows you to move your fingers across each other relatively easily. I'm sitting here doing it while I'm talking to you right now. Think about that. That's how much relief of pressure you may need to make to get your baby from being stuck on the pelvis to moving down the pelvis. And like what Dr. Stevenson talks about here, sometimes it's really easy. It's as much as a change of position. It's as much as getting moving so that you're moving that lower spine and your sacrum. Your sacrum is the the very bottom of your spine where your tailbone is, and there's a plate that is pretty flexible and moving, relatively flexible, let me say, but moving walking and especially going up and down the stairs gets your hips and your pelvis and your sacrum and your lower spine really moving and it can make things go give you just enough movement to go from a stalled labor to go from when baby can move down when baby's head can mold and come down through the birth canal 
So again, I thought this was a really great tip and a really great jumping off point for our first birth topic for this week. Okay, I'm going to try and get a birth and a baby topic into most weeks. But because this week I was sitting there rambling around about who I was and what to expect and all these other things, I didn't want to get into too much this week. But I hope that that tip has been helpful for you. And look forward to more birth, baby, and mommy-related tips coming up in the next few weeks. I've enjoyed doing this first episode, and I hope that you've enjoyed listening to it. Hey, I'd love to hear your feedback on what you thought about this episode. Head over to iTunes and give me a rating, whether you liked the episode or whether you didn't. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.